0: the Chair 2 Leaders Podcast with your hosts, Danny Smith and Ben South. If you lead from the second chair or you work with those who do, this is a place for you. We're glad you're here for conversations about the church, ministry, life, and how we can serve better for God's kingdom.
1: Hey, welcome back to another episode of Chair 2 Leaders. I'm Ben South here with my good friend, Danny Smith. We are into the holiday season, Danny. How are things out in the West? Are Y'all putting up Christmas lights yet?
0: You know, we did. We uh, we took care of that there toward the end of November and tried to, uh, we're actually going to be gone to visit family uh, during the week of Christmas. So we wanted to get a little extra time with our Christmas tree and Christmas lights. And uh, man, I don't, you know, I I know I'm probably going to sound real old right here, but Man, we've had neighbors with lights up for a couple of weeks now, and uh, they, they did not wait too long after Halloween back, you know, a month ago to put their stuff up. So, yeah, cold weather, uh, windy, cold, snowy. It's a great Wyoming winter, and I'm good with all that until, like, the day after New Year's. The day after New Year's, I want all that to go away, spring to come, but I'm still five months away from spring, and so... We're just going to enjoy the holidays and have a lot of fun. How about you? Life busy. I mean, it is holiday season. Uh, I feel like after Thanksgiving, it just cranks up to ninety to nothing with events at
1: school and events at church.
0: So you stay busy after
1: Thanksgiving. You get the meal, you get the nap, you get a day or two of football, and then it's just like pedal to the metal. Let's ago ahead. until december 24th and it all comes to a screeching halt again yes um, that's, that's right. just the i think that's just the way it is and so you, then you throw on top of that not only the ministry things going on but kids playing basketball and school programs that's right. and that's the, right all those kind of things that are on top of the ministry side of things and so it just is a fun fun holiday season
0: yeah it really is i, I was trying to think uh do you think I can't think of a busier stretch in terms of where it's kind of the perfect one. like I said, of ministry, family stuff, everything in community. I mean, is there a busier stretch than this? I feel like uh, I was trying to think throughout the year. It just doesn't seem to have in about a three week time frame, the amount of activity in a community. I mean, you've got a July 4th weekend that might have a few things going on, but yeah, sustained for two or three, three and a half weeks. It,
1: yeah, because you go straight from Thanksgiving on. and then right into the Christmas season when you've got programs, church programs, special things, outreaches, those kind of things that are just one right after the other, it seems, um, that are just kind of just snowball. and It's just it's like, maybe that's why in church life, a lot of times January, February are slower seasons because we're just flat worn out from December. Boy, that's
0: the truth. Yeah, that's, that's the truth. And when you think about it, Um, So I can just, you know, tell you that from December 1st, like you said, till the 24th or really Thanksgiving on uh, prior to December 1st, like I think my daughter has three choir concerts that she's going to be a part of, um, plus some other stuff that she does. And of course, my boys. Um, So, you know, maybe this is a good opportunity to kind of think about that three or four week stretch and go, how can we make sure we schedule well um, in such a way so that January and February, maybe there's a little more life uh, in ourselves and in our people, in our churches. So, um, you know, you've been at Central now for for 20 years. And so you've seen a lot of things happen uh, over the years there at Central. But let's talk about that schedule. What does that look like in terms of when you're in the office? What does it look like for, you know, how much do you try to plan in these days? And how do you take into consideration all the stuff going on in your community that your people are going to want to be a
1: part of? Well, I think part of ministry is just accepting the fact that there's going to be seasons that are busier than others. They just are. Uh, the first of the summer is going to be busy with camps and uh, you know youth trips and those kind of things and vacations. December is just going to be a busy month. It just is. I don't think you can ever get away from it. I think sometimes we over-schedule. And so I think maybe because things get so cramped, we've started backing some things up. And we've even had some groups that start putting their Christmas parties over into January to avoid having to fill something else in in the holiday season. So it seems like because people know it gets crowded and busy close to the holidays, everybody's trying to get it in earlier and earlier, which all it's done is stretch the season out even longer to where it's instead of two or three weeks, it's now four or five weeks of busy uh, but it's it's part of it, and I think that's just, you're going to have to just go with the flow a little bit in ministry and realize that this is just, if you're in ministry, the Christmas season from Thanksgiving through New Year's is just going to be a busy time of year.
0: I think, too, when you think about all that's going on, just being okay that you can't be at everything is is a part of that. You know, if you've got five Sunday school classes or ten small groups at your church that are trying to do some type of Christmas event, Uh, You don't have to be at all of them, and I think it's communicating that well uh, that you're not going to be at everything, just knowing that uh, you're trying to uh, keep that balance with your family, the the things that are going on uh, in and around the community. Because this is a great opportunity for churches to be real present in their community, Um, regardless of what people believe about Christ what they believe about the gospel. They're going to be singing Christmas hymns and carols that are very gospel-centered very Christ centered. And so we have opportunities um, to be present in our community at various events at various things uh, to help be the hands and feet of Christ in that. So I think. Um, as you were talking about, it's just going to be busy. You got to know it. I think being present where you can as often as you can um, is a great way to go about thinking about your schedule for this year. So if you know hey, I've got three choir concerts at the school to be at, see that as ministry. What can you do while you're there just to to represent Christ well, to represent your church well? Um, don't feel like you've got to run from one Christmas party to the choir concert back to the Christmas card party. It's okay to be present in your community and At the same time, not be present at everything happening both in your church and in the community. You'll wear yourself out really quickly.
1: That's that's exactly right. So how do we do that? I mean, with the church, maybe from your experience there, and you're in a little different environment now because you're not full-time church staff, church planting, attending a church there, um, and having your core group meetings with your church plant. How do you do that with your scheduling of events? What are some things that we can do maybe within our ministries to help le- lessen that schedule and what do we need to think about when it comes to scheduling ministry things
0: yeah i, I think we have to look at um, a couple of different things one is what is going to be the most beneficial for your church and i think for us as a young church plant as uh, developing a core team and core group we want to see the the dna of our church to be a church of of serving out in the community so i think for us is saying hey instead of planning a come and see event why don't we plan something where we can just be where the community is going to gather for us we don't have the manpower we don't have the budget and, and we really don't even have the location to be able to pull off a major christmas event however we can um with our mobility be out and about at various Christmas things. So I think thinking about the dynamic of your church, um, if you've done the singing Christmas tree every year and this is your first year there, I probably wouldn't suggest changing that. Um, but at the same time, dynamic wise, what is your church accustomed to doing? And uh, I, I think some churches I've pastored in the past, we we tried to make um, the Sundays, for example, we, uh, we'd call it Christmas at whatever the name of the church was. And we would try to do a Christmas series. We would try to use the times that we were already going to be together in order to do some church-wide Christmas events, whether that's an outreach to community. Hey, we're already meeting on Sunday mornings. We're already meeting on Sunday nights. Let's use that time when we're already here. So maybe think instead of adding in addition to, just ask where can you be present at? Um, if you are, are using the time frames that you already have in place, um, that's a great opportunity to just leverage those times that people are already going to be there. And then I think asking ourselves, uh, where at in the community can we serve well? Will our people be at? Um, for example, I used to choir concerts again. Is that an opportunity for your church to take Christmas cookies to the choir when they're finished, provide the refreshments after they're done? That's a simple way. It's a drop off, right? You don't have to go to the concert. You don't have to have a kid in the choir. It's a drop off. So I think minimizing as much unnecessary moving parts as possible, which means leverage your times you're already meeting, find those ways to be present, and then just simply being um, able to say, if I'm present here, what can I do to serve while I'm there? So those are some things that kind of come to mind when I think about trying to reduce, um, and Ben, I'll even say this, maybe in your church there's or in your town, there's already another church that does the singing Christmas tree. Maybe you don't have to do the singing Christmas tree. Maybe there's a, a church in town that does a living nativity and it's well known that you don't have to do a living nativity. There's not doing something is okay. Um, just leverage the times that you have, try to be present in your community, and then just find ways to serve Um, in very simple ways
1: but again it's knowing the dynamic of your church yeah that's some good points and now you mentioned something of not doing some things now let's switch it a little bit because this year's a little bit different with schedule where christmas falls on sunday and new year's falls on sunday what do you think about churches who i've read some churches who are canceling worship services on christmas what do you what do you think about that
0: I have a pretty strong opinion. I don't think that's wise because, again, the the people in your community are already singing your Christmas carols. Um, I think even in a place like where we're at, that's an unchurched area, people still want to go to a church service. There's something about being an American Christian, whatever that may mean. So I, I don't know that it's wise. Now, do you have to do the full gamut that you would do on a Sunday morning? Do you have to have all 15 small groups going full on choir special, full on praise team, full on, you know, everything that you put? Maybe you can simplify and say, hey, we're just going to sing some carols. Pastor's going to give the Christmas message and then we're done. I think there's a way to simplify it. I think there's a way to use it and leverage it in your community. Um, I, I don't think it's wise to cancel. Now, I know some churches have said, hey, we're going to do a Christmas Eve service and not a Christmas Day service. I could give on that. I'm a big fan of Christmas Eve services. I think they're, they can be very meaningful. I just think it is an opportunity to have a very meaningful worship service in your community that people may be more open to um, as opposed to other times throughout the year. Um, here's what I know. The NBA is not canceling their Christmas games because it's on Christmas and it's on Sunday. Um, there are lots of, of groups that are not canceling so I think as a church, why would we cancel? Um, now, if if people come here and go, you don't understand in our town, there's a major event that happens. That might be a little different. But I think for the most part, I think we should look at that Sunday as an opportunity to really leverage that Christmas Day on a Sunday. What about you, Ben? I mean, you guys at Central, um, you know, you do have the full choir. You do have the multiple small groups. So what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, we actually this year we made a decision in our church that we have adop- adopted what we we're just calling our standard holiday schedule. So, we'll uh, Christmas this year, New Year's will be on our holiday schedule, which is what we do any time a holiday falls on a weekend. So, uh, we do the same schedule on Labor Day, Memorial Day weekends. If Fourth of July falls on the weekend, we use the holiday schedule. Uh, so Christmas and New Year's this year fall under that, which is just we do one morning service and that's it. Uh, we don't we, we cancel our life groups, all the auxiliary programs, anything else going on, any other meetings. Uh, we downscale the service a little bit, usually because we know a lot of people are going to be traveling, so it may make it more difficult to do some of the stuff we do on a weekly basis. Um, and so we we've, we've adopted what we just call our standard holiday schedule. We do one morning worship service. Uh, one common time everybody together and we we so we still celebrate the lord's day we gather but we adapt what we typically do to that and that's what we're doing christmas this year we're doing one service no no life groups no anything else not same thing on new year's day no life groups uh a lot of times on those holiday weekends anyway it's when we're trying to find people to fill in because people are either on vacation or they're out or other things are going on so we just like let's we're not going to just neglect and do nothing but we're going to adapt understanding the realities of life and the realities of culture and those things how they play into that and so we've we've adopted this year what we just call our standard holiday schedule and that's where we are going and so every year next year we don't have well what about this year what do we want to do well let's just do the holiday schedule that's here's what we do which has made it a lot easier. And so we can start training our people. We're on holiday schedule this weekend. It's the same thing for no matter the holiday.
0: Yeah, I think that's real wise. And I think there's a lot of merit to that. We, we took a similar approach the years that we pastored, uh, especially those last couple of weeks of the of the Christmas, New Year's, no evening service, no small groups and stuff like that. And, and one thing I would add to it, one of the reasons I think it's important that you have a service So like this year um, on Christmas, my family and I will get to actually go to church with my mother and my sister, and that just rarely happens because they live so far away. And of course, being a pastor all these years, I was never away too much on Sundays. And so there's opportunity there for a family that may not often get to worship together to be together in a service. And so uh, being talking about then that schedule. So we've talked a little bit about maybe how to plan at least Event wise, again, leveraging the times that you already have, trying to be present in your community and finding ways to serve. We've talked a little bit about kind of structuring those Sundays that actually fall on the holiday. Now, let's talk about in the sense of what does your office time look like? Is this vacation time? Is this, you know, from December 24th through January 2nd, we'll just see you on January 2nd. What is what does that look like? Because right, ministry doesn't stop. People still get sick. People still go in the hospital. Um, people still need their pastor. They need their their minister. Um, how does that look for you guys? And what are some ways that y'all handle that over the years? I'll just, while you think, I'll speak very briefly from being in a smaller staff church over the years. Um, we always just kind of made it clear, usually about mid-December, I would say from the 20th on, we would say, hey, here's what our office schedule is going to look like for the last two weeks of the year. Um, Here's who's going to be there. uh, Here's what days they're going to be there. But then we also made it very clear, if you need us, here's our contact information. Now, again, you're in a larger church context, so I don't know if you guys give out your cell numbers um, so uh, uh, easily or not. Uh, what, What does that look like for you guys?
1: It's somewhat similar. We, we have a kind of an office schedule over, you know, I've been here 20 years and typically, you know, when Christmas falls midweek or somewhere, it's just kind of a we'll take a day here each week a couple around New Year's. The way it used to work out is we actually took about five extra days off during the Christmas New Year's season. Um, we'd come in and work a couple days each week to get the stuff done that were necessary. This year, our plan is actually we're just going to close the office between Christmas and New Year's and then start back January 2nd uh, with a regular schedule in the office. Uh, We'll see how that works. We're not exactly sure how all of it will work uh, with some end-of-the-year giving and things. So there will be some people who have to come into the office and who will be here off and on, but we're not setting set office hours that week for this year. It may blow up in our face, I don't know, we'll see. So we may do something different next year. But we do give out our cell phones and we, we always say, hey, if your pastors are available at any time, that's part of pastoral ministry. It's not like you, well, it's 5.30 on Thursday, I'm done for the week, you'll need to you know, call somebody else. But what we have done, because I am blessed to serve on a larger staff, we have a call number that we publish freely. That is for the pastor on call. So we take a rotation weekend call anyway all year long. And so somebody gets it every holiday season as well. But what that is, it gives a number that anybody in the church can call at any time. And they don't have to know who's on call. And it just directs back to our phones, whoever's on call. And so we get those phone calls when it's our weekend. So we'll have that on-call phone that's going. And that's where we try to direct people for emergencies or pastoral care after hours on the weekends when we're not in the office uh, and we're not of that regular schedule. So they can always get in touch with somebody by calling that on-call number, which is a, a great tool. And it's an easy thing if you've got a multiple staff to do that. It's, you know, if you've got one or two, it's, it may just be as easy to hand out your cell phone numbers and say, call me if you need me. And we, we're all available for that uh, throughout the whole time. Most of us will be in town, so we'll be in and out of the office. We're just not keeping set hours that week this year.
0: And I think most people understand that. Um, I think most people know, again, if you're feeling guilty, like, man, I need to be in the office Monday, December 26th, uh, I I would say maybe you do. I don't know your church situation, but more more times than not, people understand. I mean, the bank's going to take a holiday. Postal service is going to take a holiday. It's just going to happen. And so don't be afraid to take that time. Maybe you don't have the support staff around you to be able to to, to feel fully free, but this is a great time of the year to leverage a little extra time off to get recharged because being, like you said, January 2nd, you're ready to hit the ground running for a new year, uh, new budget, new season of ministry, whole new calendar. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of excitement. You just don't want to be so tired and burnt out. Going into that January 2nd, you want to hit the ground running. It'll be healthy for your church. It'll be healthy for you. And 2023 can end up being a great year if you will leverage these next few weeks really, really well. So being with that said, what's your favorite thing to do? That we talked about what you know, what you can give up, what you can say no to. But what's something you're like, you know what? Every year, this is one thing I look forward to. What what would that
1: be? Oh, I think there's several things. I, you know, there's a couple of movies my family we always watch. It didn't. It doesn't matter the season. We're all we're gonna find a time to squeeze them in one evening. A couple of those Christmas movies, the classics. But um, I think we'll do that, and we'll always find one night to go drive around and look at Christmas lights. That's just gonna. We're just gonna do that at some point, even if it's late at night after church or something. But we're gonna do that once at least.
0: Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's real similar to us. You yeah, my wife's pretty musical, and so a couple of years, she has drugged us out to go carol at people's house. So we would actually go to some of the older folks in our church, and we'd go sing a couple of songs. My kids hated it, but uh, it would be good for them long-term.
1: Those are the things that provide those good memories, too, and they'll talk it about is. it for years from now. It is. So. You
0: know, actually, one thing that makes our December a little busier is my daughter's birthday and my wife's birthday. My wife's birthday is Christmas Eve, so... Oh. That does make it a little more challenging but you know what this can be a a fun good season of ministry it can springboard you in the 2023 just take care of your schedule leverage it well know what you can say no to and then just have a plan for people to know here's how i'll get a hold of my pastor or my minister and i think you can start uh you can end the year well you can start the new year well uh if you'll take care of your schedule now
1: One other thing you need to schedule this season is to check out CBC, our sponsor. They are a great friend to this podcast, and we are thankful for them, their support, and supporting our episodes. So take the time to go check out Adam to your schedule at cbc.edu, Central Baptist College in Conway, Arkansas. They've got a great undergrad program. They can uh, support you in completing your degree if you have started but didn't finish, and you want to go back and get that degree in ministry or a list of other areas, they can do that as well. So check the time today. Go check them out at cbc.edu. Danny, it's been fun. We're in the holiday season. Probably got some presents you need to go buy or wrap or uh, get started yes, on if you haven't yet. So That's exactly right. Yeah. That's right. It's going to so, be a lot of fun. That's right. Well, thanks for listening in this week, and we hope you catch us next time.
0: You've been listening to Chair 2 Leaders. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest updates, and make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Chair 2 Leaders wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.